The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 11 and 12, beginning on page 354. In the Lord put I my trust, how say ye then to my soul that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrows within the quiver, that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's seat is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly, and him that delighteth in wickedness, doth his soul abhor. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, storm and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance will behold the thing that is just. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left, for the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity, every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Which have said, With our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak who is Lord over us. Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, and because of the deep sighing of the poor. I will up, saith the Lord, and will help every one from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure in words, even as the silver which from the earth is tried and purified seven times in the fire. 
Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side. When they are exalted, the children of men are put to rebuke. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Ruth. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite women who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from, there, from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me, and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread, and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied, and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let some grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today, and where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. 
Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, The man is a relative of ours, one of our near kinsmen. Then Ruth the Moabite is said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, and that people do not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz, to glean until the end of the barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus acts on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 46th verse of the ninth chapter of St. Luke. Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be greatest. And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him, and said to them, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all will be great. Then John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is for us. Now it came to pass, when the time had come up for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Do you, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. 
But Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Here in the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, we beseech thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance, that thy church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power. Grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. <clears throat> we pick up uh, on Monday here the story of Ruth in chapter 2. Um, the story of Ruth is a story of a, of a, of a couple who lived, uh, um, Naomi and Elimelech, and there's a famine in the land of Israel, and so they take uh, their family, their two sons, over to the country of Moab where there's food, kind of hearkening to the, to the theme of the, you know, the famine in Canaan that led Israel originally down to Egypt. And then in Moab, whether in Moab, Naomi's husband dies, and the two sons, <clears throat> excuse me, the, yeah, the two sons they have marry Moabite women, <clears throat> and then the two sons die. So we have uh, left um, Naomi, uh, the widow, and two daughters-in-law. And then Naomi hears that there's food in Israel that's become, you know, the harvest has, has become plentiful, and she decides to go back. And she tells her daughter-in-laws to stay in Moab, and one uh, agree, listens to her and, because, because Naomi's rationale is she's not going to have any more sons to provide husbands for them. So in the way, so if they to be provided for in that culture, so it's better for them to stay in Moab, find a husband, be provided for there. But um, Ruth is the one daughter-in-law who decides not to do that who says, there's a famous line, wherever you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I, I will lodge, and your God will be my God, and, and your people, my people. So Naomi and Ruth come back to Israel, <clears throat> and that's where our story in chapter 2 kind of picks up. And, and it's a story, um, it's an interesting story to read after Judges, because in Judges, there's always bad people, and it's kind of situated, the story is situated in this time horizon, but Ruth is full of people. It doesn't really have anyone in it who's overtly bad. Even the daughter-in-law who stayed in Moab, she's just listening to what her mother-in-law said to do and made that decision. And so throughout, it's, it's, character, it's a book characterized by people who are essentially doing what, what the Torah is telling them to do. And the overarching point of, of, of Ruth um, as regards the Torah is there's this foreign woman who comes back and becomes part of God's people with her mother-in-law and she follows all the commandments of the Torah in terms of gleaning in the field and doing the things you're supposed to do and the way that it eventually ends up in a marriage to Boaz is, is Boaz's sort of position is what the Torah would call a kinsman redeemer and it shows that the Torah sort of works to, to redeem people on the margins and one of the overarching themes of it is that um, Ruth is a foreigner, and so she's a foreigner who's able to become part of God's people. And it's really significant, we understand how that is so, because foreigners do become part of God's people. Um, we had that with Rahab the harlot, we're having it now with Ruth. When they do it, though, they become part of God's people. They forsake their gods, and they draw allegiance to the God of Israel. 
And, and this is going to be contrasted later on with Solomon, who marries many foreign women, but he allows them to bring their gods into Israel, and that becomes the problem. The, one of the points then related to the New Testament lesson is where, where the, um, the apostles are arguing about who's going to be the greatest, and they're wanting to, you know, they're angry at the, at the, at, at the, at, you know, disobedient foreigners, and, and then Jesus tells people to follow him, and they all have reasons why they can't. Um, set apart in, in juxtaposition with the book of Ruth, in Ruth you have this young, humble woman who does everything her mother-in-law tells her to do, everything the Torah tells her to do. She humbles herself completely without any, in humility, without any sense of, of pridefulness or unwilling to do what she's supposed to do to be obedient. And it all works out for her. In the New Testament lesson, we have human nature where all these reasons, you know, we're going to fight for who's most important, neglecting the commands of Jesus to, you know, to love. And so it's, it's, a, it's a point that, um, to, to, to remember that to, hum, to, to practice humility, and when we simply are humble and do what God asks us to do, God means to provide for us. And all these sort of temptations to competitiveness and pride and worrying about what everyone else is doing are all distractions from our main focus of just focusing on what God is asking us to do, because he, he asks us to do it because he means to provide for us as we proceed in humble faithfulness. So, a few thoughts about the lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, 
that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a great yep. day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thanks. Have a great day.